Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Scientology Fair Game. We have a very special guest with us today. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course, Mikey. Would you like to... By the way, I usually say hi, Mikey. I know you do, and I say hi, Lily. Yes, I got excited because Sarah's here. (laughs) I know. I know. Yes, Sarah is a very special uh, guest. Uh, Like all of our guests are very special, but she's particularly special. Uh, Sarah is a Canadian TV and movie actress and a voiceover artist, but is probably best known for being featured in the recent HBO uh, documentary series, The Vow. And she was a member of Nexium and uh, escaped with her life and has lived to tell the tale and has, in fact, even written a book about the subject called Scarred, the true story of how I escaped Nexium, the cult that bound my life. Uh, we, of course, spoke earlier with Mark Vicente and Mark Vicente Uh, If you've watched The Vow, had a lot to do with Sarah becoming involved in the first place, and then Mark and his wife, uh, Bonnie, had a lot to do with Sarah ultimately leaving. And uh, I'm really thrilled to to be talking to Sarah on air here. Uh, We have spoken before, uh, FaceTime before, uh, sort of a, a little mini support group of ex-cult members that we have. Yeah. And uh, uh, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your your crusade to bring the truth about Nexium is invaluable and has helped so many people. Yeah. And uh, hopefully this will be another another step toward helping not just victims of Nexium, but victims of all cults and... Uh, high demand control organizations, or even people who are in in abusive relationships. So, thanks thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. And I I know I I said this to you when we first FaceTimed, and I know Mark has said it to you both as well. But um, what you both did in exposing Scientology was such a roadmap for Mark and I to know that you could wake up, recognize your part in something, be vulnerable enough to come forward and talk about it was so instrumental to say, okay, they're doing it. And and also, especially for you, Leah, as like a woman and an actor, I'm like, okay, she's doing it. I can yeah. do it too. Um, oh, was you. just like, I don't know if we would have done it had you not. We, pro- we may have gone back to our lives and who knows, it's hard to say, but it, it, just to have you guys as role models, um, was really helpful for us in so many different ways. And I'm, it's, it means a lot to have this, you know, to have this time with you. That's why I was saying I've been wearing this sweatshirt. Don't be cold <laughs> for, for so many years, hoping to say this to you, to your face. Like Thank what you, you did was so brave and, and you shone the light for us and now we can do it for others and it keeps going forward. So thanks for being trail ba- trailblazers. Thank you. And so same to you. I mean, I, I said this to Mark and I, I wanted to say it to your face uh, very courageous. Takes a lot of guts to do what you guys did, what you continue to do. And uh, you, uh, if I could mention this here, you're you're going to be launching a podcast with your husband, right? Called a little bit culty, mm-hmm. um, which I I think is amazing because it's it. 
look, there are a lot of people, and I'm sure you will agree with me, there are a lot of people who should be speaking up, not just in in our cult and and Mm -hmm. other cults, and you could say the same uh, for our current political situation. Um, and, 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 and I think that people feel, uh, what can I do, especially as actresses, you know, it's, it's a, it's a line, right. Where Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you had this, Sarah, but I certainly did. And I still do get this. I don't, you could tell me, but I get, uh, you know, do you want to be acting or do you want to be, you know, known for this thing? And I'm like, yeah. I'd rather be known for this thing because the, the acting part of it is, is, is my, I love acting. I love making people laugh, but it's very hard to, what, what we do is, is, um, it, it, it's why we got into cults in the first place, right? It was like, I always wanted to be an actress because I like to move people. You know, I wish I would, if I could be a singer, I'd be a singer, but I can't <laughs> sing. But I like to move people. And, you know, making people laugh was like the second best thing. But I always wanted to do something more than just that. And I'm not putting anybody down who's, who do, does just that. But we got into a cult and Mike, you could, and I think anybody who's in a cult will agree. You don't get into a cult because you think, because you're an asshole, because you're, <laughs> because you're just have nothing better to do with your time, because you're a fucking loser, because you're not intelligent. You get into oh, a I cult. want someone to take all my money and abuse me. That's what I. I yes, yes, please count me in. Right. I'm right. standing up today. Right, you get in because there's something inside of you that wants to make, uh, to make the world a better place. You want mm-hmm. to leave your stamp on the world in, in a positive way. And that is why people join cults is, is because they believe they're part of a bigger purpose, the, the sense of community. And, and, and it's that purpose, I think, that drives everything, right? We're making people better. We're making people cause of their own lives. We're going to make a saner planet for not only ourselves, but for future generations. I mean, what comes along with it is not just some crazy shit. It's, it's, you know, it's really from, comes from a place deep inside. And so the acting is not just about like, it's not, it's, it's, it's hard to just go back to the acting when you feel the sense of purpose of why you started this come back and now you're on the right side of it. (laughs) 100%. I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't agree more. The difference between you and I though, is that you actually had a full career when you made this choice. I had a, you know, I was a working actor, but I'm not famous by, by any means. In fact, the only thing I've actually been not- noticed for is for the vow, which I'm playing myself or am myself. Right, right? Right, right. <laughs> but it's still, you know, I'm still auditioning. And sometimes I look at it and go, well, this was going to take a lot of time. And I have the podcast and, you right. know, and, and this is, it's just way more fulfilling for me, 100%. Yes. If, if yeah. I never acted again, I would be sad, but I also you know, feel way more passion and purpose in being an activist and, and Agreed. helping others and shining that light. And if we can do both, great. I mean, sure. But I'll tell yes. you, um, one of the biggest compliments I can get in this field is when people say, oh, wow, you're like the Leah Remini of Nexium," And I'm like, uh, I, oh, love, I, I agree. totally take that. <laughs> That's like the highest compliment. 
Listen, I don't disagree. I mean, I think what you guys have done amazing. And I I remember watching The Vow and writing Mike going, I'm so jealous of them. Here I am watching you go through this pain and the, the, the being fair gamed and your lives being destroyed. Because, you know, they have a similar policy of, yes. of going after people and, and attempting to destroy their lives when, when you're speaking out and speaking the truth. Um, but I told Mike, I said, you know, they're getting somewhere. They're actually mm-hmm. getting somewhere. They're actually putting this, they're going to succeed in putting this criminal away. And mm-hmm. we haven't been able to do that yet. And so I, it's- I believe that, you will. I do. You. I absolutely do. And even if you haven't done that yet, you've helped so many people in a recovery and then be alerting them to the red flags. Like how many people haven't joined because of you, you'll never know that. Right. right? No, it's Ever. no. And, and we, we have to be reminded, like, honestly, there's no new people mm-hmm. getting into Scientology today. That, that, that's that's the good news. That yeah. right, Mike? I mean, you can honestly yeah. say, I think nobody you guys can take credit for that. A little Seriously. bit, you know, because yeah. there there have been people before us, you know, there was mm-hmm. many people, you know, before it was like, okay to go after Scientology, people mm-hmm. were really being destroyed and there wasn't a lot of information. You had to go get a newspaper and do things like that. <laughs> there wasn't information available <laughs> right? like there is now, right? Mm-hmm. And then many people, like, there were many blogs before us and websites before us and, and going clear really did pave the way, I think. You know, yes. watching, you know, the Time Magazine, another one, Time Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, they went after them, they ended up losing. And mm-hmm. I think that over time, you know, but those things are in history. And so people don't really know like, oh, Scientology's uh, just sent, how many lawsuits they had, they had going against HBO, Mike, when they did, when they were going, doing Going Clear. Well, they didn't file any lawsuits. They sent numerous threat letters and put like took out full page ads in the LA times and the New York times and that sort of stuff. But right. that by then the, the Scientology filing lawsuits against media organizations was, was a thing of history because the time magazine case basically put an end to that. Right. I want to go into the, um, I think what you're doing is, is amazing. You're doing a, not only are you doing a podcast, uh, called a little bit culty. When can we hear that, by the way, and where? Well, we recorded our first episode yesterday, and we're going to be launching it hopefully March first. If we get all our technical ducks in a row, I'm, I'm trying to license the song for our teaser that I love, and that's yes. taking a little bit longer than I thought because I've never licensed a song before. Awesome, but yeah, hopefully March first, and it'll be on all the platforms. And okay, yeah, obviously, Great. I would love for you guys to be guests once I get Any to time. You under my belt. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you. And I wanted to also talk about what what you're heading up is. Uh, you have a, a mission uh, called "I Got Out," and this mm-hmm. is to inspire survivors of cultic abuse to tell and share their stories, creating an online community dedicated to unflinching honesty. And you guys, mm-hmm. uh, this is your. I think I'm reading from your uh, mission Text. statement. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but yes. what, which is beautiful. We believe the simple but profound act as a catalyst for personal healing as well as community education and prevention that corrects the many systemic mis- misperception of cultic involvement. And I, I just, I, I think it's amazing. It, you, you go on to say, we tell our stories, we change the world, healing, education, prevention. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that because we talked to Mark and I feel like you know, once people get out of a, of a cult or an abusive relationship, I think, you know, most people move on, right? Mm-hmm. 
uh, or so they think. But yeah. there's still the scars, and there's still there's still that person left, right? Mm-hmm. Of okay, so what are the signs of abuse? Not very often we don't know the signs of abuse. Very often we're we're indoctrinated to believe that these things are supposed to happen. These things happen because we did something to make it happen to us. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we often don't. Uh, don't come from an education. If you grew up in a cult or or didn't, you know, not everybody grows up with an education. But certainly, as you get older, uh, you kind of have the 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 idea that whatever happened to me is like done, and we need to just get our shit together and move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not of that mind. Mm-hmm. I, I have continued to try to heal the little girl that was abused and indoctrinated into mm-hmm. a cult. I'm very far from healed, <laughs> but. I continue to to try to fix those parts, partly for me, but also because I don't want to fuck up my daughter that much. I mean, I, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I I love what you're. I love this. I love this. I got out because um, it's an important important part of healing, if not the most important, is that you is to talk about it. You know, when we get together, I don't know if you guys do the same thing. All yes. we're talking about is the shit that we used to believe. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy when you're outside of it, but then you're kind of left by yourself at night, mm-hmm. you know, after you wash your face mm-hmm. and put your hair up, you're like, there's shame. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of shame still connected to how did I believe that? How did I help? Why did I help? Why was I involved in this? So I think this is a very important part. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. There's so many layers. And actually, I was telling Mike, he said it's on his bookshelf of things to read. But this book, um, yep. Take Back Your Life, you've, you've read it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I give Jerry, it's like the key one. I actually yes. um, got myself a, well, Yanya, this is a very intense book. It's really long. And I said, this needs to be on Audible. And I'm I'm currently recording the the audio version for her. Um, oh. Because, I, I, A, I wanted to reread it. And I yes. also thought, you know, for myself, I don't, I, I, I never even actually finished it because it was, I just can't, you know, it just doesn't have yes. time. I listen to books mostly. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me even three years later, cause I did read most of it when I first got out three years ago, just that it's, I think it's kind of a lifelong journey, you know, yes. like I think sometimes, Oh wow, I'm so healed. I go for a hike and I feel so good and I got my family. And then I find out so-and-so is still loyal to Keith and it breaks my heart and I go down the shame spiral for a day or two and mm-hmm. I think about what I could have done and how you know guilty I feel that I recruited her and she still believes in him and and I have to call my therapist and right. I <laughs> make an appointment and I literally have like a team you know a, a cult specialist and then a regular psychologist and then a couples counselor for Nippy and I and yeah. you know I just gotta keep keep doing it and I hate using saying do the work because that was a Nexium phrase Sure. You, know, you, you got to do the work. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing fucking yeah, work. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to do the fucking work. I know. <laughs> That's the other but, thing, too. We, we, we like really are defensive about things just because it was a Nexium thing or a Scientology. Right. I mean, if somebody tells me to stand behind a yellow line at the DMV, I'm like, or what? Or what yeah. the fuck is going to happen? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you're not going to get help. I can tell you that. You're not going to get your fucking kid a license today. That's what's not going to happen, you know? But like, it's. It, 
it's finding those triggers, right? And going, well, yeah, it's just a yeah. word. <laughs> so get yeah. this. In, in yeah. here, she talks about how like the triggers from your cult, right, can yeah. be triggers. Now, yeah. in our cult, the word trigger was used. So the word trigger is a fucking trigger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, write down all your triggers. I'm like, no, that's what I did for 12 years. I'm not writing right. fucking triggers. <laughs> but I know what I need to work on with my therapist. Thank you. Thank you, Yanya. <laughs> I'd rather say thank you, Yanya, than thank you, Vanguard, is what I'd right. rather say. Right, oh, right, exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> And what oh. if Sarah, do you want to talk about the book? Like what resonated with you? Because you said that was the first book that you read when you left. And and sure. you know, that's a big step in it in itself, right? Because we were taught anything outside of what we were learning or what we were taught. And this goes across any, you know, I'm learning that there's knowledges, right? There's not just mm-hmm. one knowledge. And I'm always asking people, like, okay, I, I get that you believe in that, but are there other can mm-hmm. you stretch beyond what you've been taught? Mm-hmm. from childhood to, to to now like you're saying these things as your beliefs but are they really your beliefs so what was yeah. the cuz cuz just reading the book was a step in the right direction yes. right so that that was <laughs> a no no in our lives right but what was the thing that resonated with you that you um, could recommend to people who sure need yeah, to take back the, their lives take them back yeah, yeah. i yeah. think that the thing that i the very first thing i got was you can't just leave. You can't just walk away and say, oh, I was in a cult. Good to know. I'm going to go do something else. You have to educate yourself to figure out, A, how'd you get in? And like, yeah. how are you tricked? What, what, what vulnerabilities? And I say that with, you know, air quotes, because sure. I think the vulnerabilities we have are very normal and human, like wanting yeah. more purpose and sure. community and all those things. That's bad. But yeah. what, what were those things that, that, that they used to hook you so you, it doesn't happen again? Otherwise, you can very easily cult, you know, hop, right? Go from one to another. Um, In fact, when I first met Yanya and a bunch of other survivors on an interview, I I got this sense of like, oh, my God, I found my people again and I have a new purpose. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the same feeling I had when I originally (laughs) met everybody and Mark and the humanitarians and flying on plane. It was so glamorous and exciting. So I'm not doing this again because... I, I mean, I, I still want to do that, but I'm not, I'm not, I can't jump in so quickly because that's my pattern, you know? So to sure. know your, to know your pattern, know what pulls you, how you can mm-hmm. be manipulated. I think that that education is so important. Um, and also my indoctrination in Nexium was that therapy was bad, that therapists yep. didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, obviously that they were, it was a slow process. And that's actually one of the reasons why I like Nexium so much, because it was so speedy and efficient. Yeah. You know, you could just get through stuff so quickly, it seemed. Um, sure. So even just going to a therapist and saying, okay, I trust that you are going to guide me through something that would be helpful was a big step. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, education and then taking the steps to get back your life, which means like rewiring your whole belief system and, you know, learning how to trust again and figuring out, you know, I had to figure out who I, I spent my whole, well, you, you were even longer. And, and for me, even just my thirties, I was 28 yeah. to, I was 40 years old when I got out and yeah. I was like, okay, what do, what do I want to do now? I don't even know. I don't even know myself. I don't know my husband. Like we never went right. on a honeymoon together, right. right? you know, just like figuring out who we are outside of the, the rat race of the Nexium stripe path, the equivalent of your bridge. Right. right? And I, yeah, I was say, I was just talking to my therapist about that because, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, Mike and I've talked about this many times is that, you know, we're very much when you're in something like this, uh, you, we used to write reports and our husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and children and send them to Scientology. Like, so we mm-hmm. wouldn't like have 
you know, relationship fights. We didn't, we just, because we were focused on doing the work, right? <laughs> and so the relationship stuff was kind of insignificant and just kind of like, a, a, it was a, more of an annoyance, right? right? To have, you know, normal people problems. And that just wasn't, that just getting in the way. So oftentimes you're sent to Scientology to fix your husband and like, just talk about it there. You know, I just mm-hmm. write a report on my husband and then send it to Scientology and they would fix him. Right. And, or not fix him. They, you know, they tell me, be patient. He needs to do the work and he mm-hmm. has done the work. And I was like, yeah, no shit. You know, just <laughs> won't fucking do the work. And um, same thing. It's kind of like, and then being told what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you never get to work on what, what your, first of all, childhood trauma is an area that I'm really diving into now. Like that's the, mm-hmm. the next level. I've read a lot of books, doing a lot of therapy, but through, through real therapy was, okay, tell me about your childhood. And I was like, well, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually had me write down my story. Like as, a, mm-hmm. as like, tell your story, like you're telling me a story about another person. And then mm-hmm. I would just go over things you know, very quickly about abuse and about, you know, <laughs> like really horrible abuse that I witnessed or experienced in Scientology. Wow. And she was like, oh, interesting how you just kind of, because in Scientology, and I'm, I think it's the same for you guys from what I've observed, it's just like, right, that's not the thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're, there's something else you're not confronting. And it's like, no, I'm telling you, my, my father was abusive. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. you were abusive in another lifetime. So that's, we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to hear what was done to you. Like, well, what, what did you do oh is the thing, right? So you that never- makes my blood boil. I know, I know, I know. But but the thing is that you come out and you're, like you said, you're 40, you're 50, you're six, and you're like, who the fuck am I? I've never dealt with any of the stuff that I, as a child, because they, they don't believe in that. They believe you're the cause of all of your pain and other lifetimes, and you're causing it, and you never get to deal with any of that. So you never, you're becoming a different person. You're becoming another version of yourself. And so when you leave, you're all of a sudden stuck together with a person you don't know. Mm-hmm. You've created a life with, and you're like, I don't know if I like you. <laughs> Do you like me? I don't even know who the fuck I am. You know, it's a very interesting. Did you guys go through that, Mike? You and Christy? Well, I met Christy after I left. Oh, that's right. Yes. Right. Okay. It would would have been very different if Kathy had left with me and I was now creating a new life with the same wife that I had had for 30 years in Scientology. Right. That would have been strange. Right. I, I yeah. know. I which know. Is a, which is what me and Sarah in, are in, right? Because right. We, we're, we're like, hello. <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you. Our own, we start our own support group. Just yes. Two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, our own cult. I mean, there you go. Everyone always cult. says, a good call. Everyone says, like, why don't you do other, like, you were such a good coach. Why don't you, like, do your own thing? And I'm like, oh, God, no. The whole industry, like, the personal development industry that yeah. Nexium was based on just makes me want to barf. Like, people t- use the word goals or, you know, um, life coach. I'm just like, Ugh. just, it just, that talk about a trigger. Yeah. You know, like, it just, it's so disingenuous. I'm sure there's great people out there. I just yes. haven't figured out how to totally determine, which is actually kind of the point of the podcast, a little bit culty, is like, when does it go from a little bit culty to a cult? Right, you know, and how do right. you determine like, okay, Lululemon is very, you know, that whole atmosphere when you go shopping and the whole 
corporate structure. Some people have said who've worked there, not my experience, but it's yeah. a little bit culty, but okay, but what is that? Like, they're just all obsessed with leggings. Like, what's bad about that, really? Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> who is it? Who is it hurting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So figuring out who it's hurting and like, you know, people have said you should do an episode on um, CrossFit and, you know, but there's so, there's so many things that are legitimate cults that haven't right. been exposed yet because like you sure. said at the beginning, people aren't talking. Right. Because they're not. Oh, and that, and so that and answers your other question. I tangent yeah. a lot. Don't mind my squirrel. So do mind. I. Okay, perfect. You seem totally <laughs> normal to me, Sarah. <laughs> so Mike, like, Mike's completely fucking my, lost, but <laughs> I get you one thousand percent. Yeah, he's like, where do I get in on this conversation? Yeah, he, I don't know. He's, he's taking a nap at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hi, Hi Mikey. I'm still here. <laughs> Good. But go ahead, Sarah. Oh yeah, just that <clears throat> another element of like after you've educated yourself, yeah. going back to the book for a second. Sure. Um, sure is writing. And I know um, you also wrote your own book and I think mm -hmm. that's very therapeutic, but then also activism yes. um, and deciding to be, uh, you know, to shine light, I think is really, really important and a huge part of, of my healing. And probably for you, especially if you're struggling with the shame and like responsibility of recruiting and now you're on the other side trying to expose, it's a, it's a delicate balance too. Cause you don't, you can't, if you stay in that shame land, then it, that's partly what the cult wants you to to feel sure. right, to feel yes. shitty about yourself. Yeah. Which I think is like ultimately the best thing we get to do on the silver lining side of getting to know ourselves is like, okay, we get to start again. I mean, right. awesome. Yes. Right. Yes. We have a chance. Starting again to, club. Yes. We, we, and, and you know what? The fact that we can inspire people or be a, a shoulder for people. And uh, it's very difficult mm -hmm. for, to, to tell, to tell your story to every single person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so people who have left Nexium, really look to you and Mark for, for help. They look for you to, to be consoled, but they don't want to tell their story to mm -hmm. every person they meet. It's difficult. It's not easy. No. Right. And so you kind of want to know that those people are there for you who get it, who understand, who know the lingo. You don't have to, you know, say, well, let me explain an axiom, you know, like every minute. So mm -hmm. to be able to have uh, you guys out there doing the work is so important and so admirable that you continue to do the work because like I mentioned earlier, there are people that have left quietly your cult mm -hmm. as well. Scientology who just decided to take another road, which is, I don't want to be fair gamed. I don't want to mm -hmm. be attacked. I don't, but, but you know, that kind of leaves the rest of us kind of vulnerable having to do the work. We do it mm -hmm. gladly, but at the same time, we're also healing. So like mm -hmm. somebody who leaves an abusive relationship, they meet, another person and life is great and they get therapy hopefully and they heal those those scars and they're never going to let that happen again whereas we've said we're not just walking away but we're going to make sure that nobody else gets hurt and so we're constantly in the fucking toxic game of it still yeah. so we've never been able to and it's by choice sure. I'll admit yeah. I'll admit it's 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 not like I'm playing a victim here No I totally hear you but it does, it does get to us sometimes when I'm like, there's some bigger fish than us mm -hmm. that, that could be doing the work that would, that would greatly help the cause of 100%. this, putting a stop to this. Yeah. I, I, it's like two hands, hundred percent. I agree. You know, I respect your decision for your I don't, process, I don't, respect, I don't but, I respect it. Yeah. I don't respect yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. But. Yes. I, but on the same side, like, <laughs> you for yeah. not supporting me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's okay to have both feelings in the same space. Absolutely. 
And that's the other thing, right, Sarah, that we're we're needing to learn is that not everything is black and white. It's not you're either against us or you're, you know, if you're not for us, you're against us. I'm learning Mm -hmm. that process too, which is the way cults work is you, if you're not with us, you are our enemy and we'll, we will Mm -hmm. go after you hardcore. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that's not always true, right? A few truths can be existing at the same time. I could Mm be pissed off that you're not doing the work, but also have compassion for you. Mm-hmm. I can also understand you and not understand, like all these things can mm-hmm. be true. Yeah. I don't hate you. I do have compassion. I have compassion <laughs> for people who are in Scientology yeah. who are yeah. attacking us. Mm-hmm. Dave, and, that's, yeah. and that's the difference between yeah. us, I think, between us and them, yeah. is that they they think that we don't deserve to actually be living. No, I know. I do not feel that way about them. I agreed. Because yeah. you, you've done the work. Okay, one thought that I had way back earlier yeah. was, <laughs> Sarah, when you were talking about the, the you know, a little bit culty, what's a cult, what isn't, one of the things that someone said to me one time that, that I thought was a very intelligent assessment of cults and cult behavior is the difference between a real religion and a cult is what happens to you after you leave. Right. Mm-hmm. That I would define the, you know, there, there are a lot of organizations mm-hmm. or, or things out there that have this sort of culty flavor to them or mm-hmm. culty bits, but the real, the, the real rubber meets the road test is what happens when you say, I'm no longer part of this? Mm-hmm. Are you actually free to walk away? And mm-hmm. I, and, and that goes both from the organizational perspective. Do they pursue you? Do they try and get you to sign NDAs? Do they try and get you to, to shut up and never speak about your experiences? Do they attack you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And also from a personal perspective, how are you now able to deal with life? Has it mm-hmm. messed with your ability to actually live your life happily? Are you traumatized? Do you have PTSD? Do you have nightmares about the things that you experienced? You know, I, I think that that's a, a pretty good, a good measure of whether something <clears throat> truly is a cult or if they're just a little bit culty. It's a really good measure. And I wish that I had dug into that when I was in. And unfortunately, in Keith's brilliance, even though he's obviously sociopathic, narcissistic, blah, 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 he is brilliant. And he created this self-sealing system in which, you know, if I was in it still and said, what, okay, if you'd brought that to me, you know, what happens when you leave? I'd say, well, people leave all the time, which was true. People came and went, they did their thing. It was only a problem when people left who were being destructive. And so when you're in the mindset of the group, anytime you're saying anything negative, trying to take you down, expose something that happened. Like we had multiple people leave when I was involved, including a big group of nine as exposed in the vow that they left in 2009. Mm-hmm. I would only been in four years, but I, I never even spoke to them because I was told that they were trying to destroy the company and that there was a case against them. And for legal reasons, I couldn't speak to them. And they were, of course, suppressive. He couldn't, right. couldn't Keith come up with his own word like, <laughs> for these people? Oh, like, Sarah, what a I've shyster. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> Tara, I've got to tell you, yeah. reading your book, like I watched The Vow and Seduce, but reading yeah. your book, 
oh my God, I started making notes and underlining things of his similar terminology and concepts mm -hmm. to Scientology. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I gave up because I was putting lines on every single page of your book, literally. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, right. And the ideas that are are hammered in or that he hammered in are so identical to the cons, not just the words, but the concepts, these, this idea of being at cause mm -hmm. and being responsible and, and having responsibility for your own condition. And, you know, if you get run over by a car, how were you <laughs> responsible for that? You know, this is a, this is something that is hammered in, in Scientology and even down to, He's the vanguard. Well, L. Ron Hubbard was sauce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, the adulation and the, and like I, I know that V week is talked about in the vowel and even, and also in seduce. But I, when I was reading your book, I went, you know, this is like the maiden voyage. This is where the top people of Scientology go to spend a week with David Miscavige aboard the Scientology ship Freewinds. And they're hobnobbing and they're right. applauding and ha and standing up and ad adulation mm -hmm. toward David Miscavige. If L. Ron Hubbard was alive, it would be him. This stuff is, and I think that this is going to be very interesting uh, as you go along and explore this. And people like Janja Lalich and various others have done a huge amount of work in this field. But the similarities and the the methods of control that exist between these cultic groups when you actually start delving into them they are so strikingly similar mm -hmm. and this is the pattern that works yeah. The reason they're strikingly similar is because it works. It works to control people, to get people to do things against their better judgment and will. Yep. It's a cookie and, cutter. Yeah. It is. Right. Mm -hmm. And also they, you know, I've been recently sending Michael tons of information about psychological warfare and mm -hmm. how psychological warfare is used in cults, in, well, in religion. I mean, it's us against them. You have to set up and dehumanize the other side, which yep. justifies uh, killing people with justify, you know, which is how the Holocaust happened, how systemic racism exists. It's all from this psychological warfare and dehumanization of the other side. And you always need the enemy, right, Absolutely. on the other side. We're we're the good guys, and they're the bad guys, and mm -hmm. so that's. That is part and parcel. That is Scientology. There's mm -hmm. thousands and thousands of pages you have to read that set up that mindset like you're talking about, Sarah, where you can't even, you think you can't even talk to somebody who is not human. Like, mm -hmm. why would you talk to somebody who's evil? They are, they're not human to us anymore. Mm -hmm. They just, th that's what justifies all of this horrible retaliation against the other side, right? You, mm -hmm. me, Mike, and everybody who's spoken out. But can I just go back for a minute? Sure. Because for people who haven't seen The Vow or read their your book, which they should, um, Nexium, just if you could just give a quick, it's not a sex cult, which sure. people have debased Scientology, 
like, oh, it's the Tom Cruise cult and it's yeah. the jumping on the couch cult. And it's like, no, it's it's none of those innocuous things, right? Not right. that a sex cult is innocuous, but it it, it it's it it kind of it puts you in a defensive mode of like yes. Ne- yes. <laughs> and I don't I, I want people to know what Nexium is and, and why you. somebody as 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 smart as you are could get involved. And it's not because you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. And you're it's, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it. It's you know the sex cult thing is it's a conundrum because in in essence it's sort of what needed to be exposed in order to yes. get all the media and get the FBI involved in sure. everything that happened after that. But it's so hard for for people like myself who were, you know, I was high rank, but I wasn't part of the, the inner circle. So to to be like, I was part of that for no, it wasn't it was it wasn't a sex cult. It was a personal development program. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. It was, you know, similar to many other uh, structures out there where you were working on yourself and building self-awareness with like-minded goal-oriented humanitarians who wanted yes. to make the world a better place to live one person right. at a time starting with yourself right. and you know after my first five-day training which was my sort of my first foray into to X- nexium through executive success programs which is the five-day training yeah. um i felt like i had been given this this real gift of a clarity of everything that was happening in my life and with that of others in terms of communication and my own self-esteem, my relationship to my career or lack thereof, money, right. um, everything. I was like, I understand. I, I I get it now. And I understand why I've been stuck and what I need to do to move forward. And I just wanted everyone I knew to have it, yeah. that same gift. Um, burned a lot of bridges in those first few years because um, I was such a zealot about it. Um, sure. Which is also part of the shame recovery because I yeah. feel like I was so wrong about this. And people would be like, sounds a bit like a call. Like, mm, I get it how it looks like that. And it might be a call, but it's a call to really happy, successful people. And I'm part of it. And you should too. It's great. Right. And, and if know. I'm brainwashed into believing that I'm happy, then so be it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right? that was my defense too. Yeah. 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 You, can't really, <laughs> you can't really question that. And a lot of people right. that I know since, I've been like, why didn't you tell me? Why don't you do an intervention? They're like, well, you seemed happy and right. your life seemed to be working. And they're like, who am I to say that, you know, and I feel the same way about my friends here in Vancouver who I know are Scientologists, right? you know, and I post stuff and I hope that yeah. they read it, but I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, okay, have you, have you seen the aftermath? Like, have you watched that? Well, the, <laughs> the answer is no. They're no, not allowed they're, to. They're not yes. allowed to. Yes. They'll, they'll, just, they'll just say it's a lie. They're a, like, what's, and if you ever ask any Scientologist or any cult person, like what, what specifically is a lie? Like that you, that you can personally tell me that you saw was a lie. Was it when, the young girl was telling her story about being raped by her own father. Is that what you're saying is a lie or that Scientologists don't believe children are actually children, but you know, spirits and, 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 you know, older spirits and little, but what's a lie exactly that families were destroyed, that you don't have a disconnection policy that you, mm-hmm. you believe that, that rapists and pedophiles will be fixed with Scientology technology. What, what's the part that you think is a lie? And they couldn't answer you, Sarah, mm-hmm. because they don't watch it. They don't listen to it. They're not allowed to, just as you wouldn't, right? No. Just as when people said to you, do you know that Keith is a fucking liar? <laughs> He's you know, None of what he says about himself is true. You'd be like, blah, blah, and, 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 like that's- yeah. That, I know that's that you idea. think that way, and that's how he's perceived because he's so noble and, on, and such an honorable man that he has a smear campaign against him. And I'm exactly. sorry that you would believe that over me. I'm sorry. Right, right, I'm sorry right, for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, because you're in the unknown. 
Yeah. Okay, you're in the unknown part. Like you, mm-hmm. you're just not. Uh, you're not part of the elite group handling the fucking planet like we are. So go back right. to your little life of being in a bubble. Enjoy it while we yeah. do the fucking work. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, and, yeah. And yeah. All, all great leaders and thought and, yes. and people who've had new ideas and thoughts yes. about society have been Are met with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Never, yeah, yes. Exactly. We're just in that yes. stage of having, yes. haven't been accepted yet, but one day we will be. Right. Right. So when everyone back, so, sees our. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so, so you're, so you're, so, so Nexium, I, I hope that we've established was not a sex cult. It, no. It, well, it was really about, like you just said, it was about you thought you were handling, it, getting your every area of your life to an optimum condition. Yes. And exactly. yes, it, it, it was, was not sold. Yes, it, it was, wasn't it was sem- sold as, hey, we're going to put yes. leaders initials on your crotch. No, no one yes, ever said that, that to me. No, and that's that, not on the that's not on the paperwork or on the, the pamphlet. Yeah, I don't think that's. Yeah. And and by the way, I'm Understood. at the stage now where I can laugh about it. Maybe a year ago, I would have been that would have been a sensitive thing, but I, I have to <laughs> because it like it's just part of my healing. Like Nippy and I laugh all the time about the absurdity of this whole situation. Yes. Uh, who and Nippy says hi. By the way, he's a little jealous oh, here, but I'll please send he sends my his love. love and also well, we'll we'll respect. say hello when we do your when we do your Perfect. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but in terms of, in terms of the sex cult thing, what I did have to come to terms with, however. Is though even though it wasn't a sex call with for from ninety nine percent of us, yeah. the shitty part is that it actually was a sex call the whole time. It was just behind right. closed doors. Right. So it's a bit of a conundrum. Again, it's not black and white. No, it wasn't a sex call for me. Yes, it was actually. I was right. a funnel <laughs> <laughs> to his harem. I was just recruiting fresh young women for him, right. um, unknowingly, and that's that's a huge that's a huge ball of shit to unravel yes. you know that's a terrible of course metaphor, but you get it it's it's a really it's a hard one and i you know i still have friends that remain there and that's actually one of the things mm-hmm. you and mark talked about that hit me and i've been talking about to everyone who listened you yeah. said to him maybe it's better they stay there yes don't wake up and i'd never yes. considered that i was like yes. oh yeah because i don't know if they'll if they if they wake up they may not be able to handle the world outside of their little prison that they've created for themselves no, it's scary. It's a scary yeah. world out here and not being told what to think, mm-hmm. uh, who to talk to, who not to talk to, to not know how to wash a window without looking at L. Ron Hubbard's writings on how to wash a window. I mean, it literally goes from how to, how to have your baby, how to conceive your baby, to oh. how to uh, tell someone to exit their body at the end of their life and to pick up a new body so they can continue. You know, between there is literally... What you know, you can't wear perfume. You can only do this. This is how you don't get get into the implant station in the middle of your life and to the next life. Don't get implanted by the psychiatrist at the implant. Like it's actually, literally, I don't know what science some Scientologists would do if they left. I can I can tell you that certain members of my family who have left uh, have had a hard time adjusting and still believes in the, in the tenets of Scientology, still believes in the technology, if you can call it that in mm-hmm. quotes, uh, of Scientology is very difficult for them to kind of live outside of those, uh, of those boundaries of thinking. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's hard. And, and, and some, and I have all but dropped it at this point because you know what I go, if this is what makes this person happy and they're mm-hmm. not hurting anyone because right. within the organization you are, 
right? It's, and I'm sure you've been asked this, Sarah, like, well, isn't there anything good? That's like me saying that about an entry, like an entryway drug. Like I know what it leads to. Do you know what I mean? So no, I can't say that. So are there carrots that are dangled, you know, in the beginning that, like you said, Sarah, it's not like, Hey, we're going to brand your ass, you know, (laughs) Hey, we're going to abuse the fuck out of you, Mike. And (laughs) Hey, Leah, we're going to groom you and every child in Scientology to accept abuse and to learn to be an abuser in life. Like this is not on the paperwork, not on the paperwork. It's not not on the brochure. I will tell you one of the things, cause I did that for a while, like just to throw everything out. And then I realized I spent so long there that I, the only things I keep in my toolbox yeah. Yeah. are things that I can figure out where they came from originally, right? As long as a healthy person created Sarah, it. Sarah, like, that was, yes. I yes. started to go, I started doing this mm-hmm. to yeah. my therapist. Yeah, but then how come this actually makes sense? Yeah. And yeah, but like I was that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, and I said, where's this data from? Because yeah. he couldn't have come up with this. No. And if he, and if he came up with it, then am I wrong that I let, like I would go through mm-hmm. that. But because this actually makes sense. And she would actually start to give me resource information. She goes, mm-hmm. that information is actually from this textbook. It's like mm-hmm. psychology 101, by yes, the way. Yes, a lot of it and, is psychology yeah, 101, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's antiquated maneuvers. Yes. She's like, that shit was in the... F-. She didn't say shit because she's much more... Uh, <laughs> Refined. Yeah, you know, she has class. She's very <laughs> much unlike me. Um, this is the best conversation she, I've ever had. She, I love you. But she she would say this data is from this. This data is from that. And it's yeah. antiquated. It's from 1950. I, I suspect when L. Ron Hubbard was, was researching... Uh, you know, how to rip things off, you know, that that's what he was looking at, right? The data that was available back then. Right. But 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 things have evolved. Science has evolved. Therapy has evolved. Psychotherapy has evolved in so many ways. And 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 that's just not here. And these mm-hmm. practices that you're talking about are actually found to be quite harmful to the patient. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we stopped using those techniques, right? But I did the same thing as you, Sarah. I'm like, give me the data where it came from. Give mm-hmm. me where it came from. And she goes, oh, you want the actual thing? I'm like, yep, I want to read about it. I want to see about yeah. it. I want to know. I want to know. I want the knowledge. Because mm-hmm. all my knowledge came from there. I didn't have an education. You Most of book, us didn't. I, there's two books I love. One of them is um, Tara Brack, uh, Radical mm-hmm. Acceptance. Okay. And she has okay. some exercises in there, which I'm sure he stole from directly. Like there's more Buddhist, Eastern yeah, uh, sort of meditations and ways to kind of like, you know, get out of your own way. I mean, it's all the same yeah. shit as the thing, right? Well, I don't know. Scientology was not at all. Oh, is it Buddhist not that? Or, okay. no, you, you weren't even allowed to do yoga. You were Are not you serious. Even, not allowed to do yoga. I, I wouldn't have made it very far because I'm yeah. obsessed. Yeah, you're not allowed to do spiritual yoga. It's called mixing practices. You weren't allowed to do that stuff. You weren't allowed to go to church. You weren't. These are people running around saying you could be a Christian Scientologist, Catholic. Like, mm. you can be none of those things. I mean. Right. This is this is how they got tax exemption to to say that they don't believe in anything but Scientology. So you know they play both sides. But anyway, go back yeah. to what you were saying. Continue to interrupt oh, you. No, no, it's fine. I have tangented with you, but I don't remember what I was the saying. The second book. Right. Yeah, the second oh, book. Two the, books. Mm-hmm. That and um, I mean, I, I like I just dabble in all these different things. Like mm-hmm. I have, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to keep. And like Eckhart Tolle has um, the New mm-hmm. Earth which I just started to to reread. And the first thing is he's talking about like looking at this rock and finding the magnificence in the rock. And I was like, that's an exercise on the last day of the training. 
where you project your own magnificent essence onto a rock. And then if you can do that, you can find it anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right. Stole from Eckhart. The book came oh. out the year that the school started. Interesting. So I, I think yeah. you could actually probably trace. And for sure, he he took from Scientology. I've heard that rumor that he studied at uh, Keith, sorry, studied Scientology. And, and, and really, he created what was very much an unsuccessful and by unsuccessful i mean that the numbers were low compared to scientology sure right um and to circle back to what you said at the beginning of watching the vow and being like oh my god they're getting somewhere Mm -hmm. we had a microcosm like ours was what what the the government was able to do to expose him and, and sentence him and convict him and all those things i hope is a template moving forward and can be used and referenced in in legal structures to say you know, this, this, these are the specific abuses that happened because up until the branding, it was very difficult for anyone to hold them accountable because emotional abuse is hard to pinpoint. Sure. Yes. yes. Right. And yeah. I know in your, in your case, and you we both know about physical abuse, but how, how to prove that and how to document and witnesses, there was so much physical proof and it was on my body. Right. Right. And that yeah. was something that I think made that leap in terms of what yeah. could happen in the legal system. So back to what you said at the beginning, I think, I hope it brings hope for you guys that there, it might set legal precedence in the, in the system. And I, I I will celebrate with you guys so hard that day comes crashing down. I will fly to LA, even if it's a pandemic, please, please in a hazmat suit and we will drink champagne or whatever. I will send you one. I will send you one. But I, cause I I found some really cute ones, Sarah, but I, I, (laughs) did you really? (laughs) Yeah, no, because I had to Google. Like I had, I was like, there has to be something better than this suit, like to travel. And I found like a Louis Vuitton one that I was very excited about. Please do. I'd love okay. to see that. <laughs> I don't Mike. even know if it's a real Louis, a, a real one, but it doesn't matter. A Louis but, Vuitton hazmat suit? Yeah, it had the LVs on it that I found a Gucci one. It was, it was like pretty oh cool. My God. But anyway, yes, I think the the difference is that Scientology has tax exemption, and so mm-hmm. it's 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 a little bit more difficult. However. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the government was uh, successful was in raiding Scientology because we are supposed to write everything down. Scientology has everything recorded and written down. And so we keep trying to say, uh, you know, you had a successful action. You should just repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's not just the tax exemption. It's that tax exemption brings with it, at least in the United States, the ability to hide behind the First Amendment right? and use the First Amendment as a cloak and a shield to prevent government, you know, uh, intrusion, as mm. they like to call it, into their beliefs and practices. And it's funny, when when you see Scientology appearing in court cases, they are in there talking about their scripture and this scripture is binding on us to do X, Y, and Z, and you're not allowed to interpret it. We have to interpret it ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And they come up with the most outlandish and ridiculous excuses, explanations, and justifications for things, and then tell courts, and you can't tell us that that's not true because that's our religious belief. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, courts fall for that all the time. And 
I know from experience uh, dealing with the FBI and other law enforcement agencies that this is the fear or the barrier that they see as the biggest barrier to them. And I think it was the biggest mistake that Keith Ranieri did, made was not calling himself mm. a religion. He mm. could have been a new messiah and called right. himself a religion. He would have gotten tax-exempt status. It's easy. <clears throat> you don't have to really do too much to get it mm -hmm. as long as you haven't created any problems beforehand. Mm -hmm. And he would be probably not in prison. Because I yeah. watched, Sarah, some of the arguments or some of the statements that his lawyers were making, and those mm -hmm. statements and arguments in his defense were the same arguments that Scientology makes about, mm. you know, free will and people choosing to participate, et cetera, et cetera. And when... when you can put that outside the context of it's a religious belief, you have a much better chance of persuading a court and a jury and judges that it's not appropriate behavior. As soon as it becomes this was a religious activity, they all like run like scared rabbits for the hills. Is there yeah. any way to undermine that? precedent like that that assumption that they are religious like can you go in on that and pull that rug out that they're not and that's just fucking bullshit or is that just excuse my language is that like is that already been tried if excuse my ignorance if it well, has no, no, we no keep no. working at it i mean yeah. that's what the irs that it, you know we're getting into a, a sort of an odd discussion here but in the united states there's no such thing as an actual official governmental declaration that you are or are not a religion because that itself violates the First Amendment. You shall make no law respecting the establishment, blah, 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 blah. However, what there is is an IRS exemption, a 501c3 exemption for a religious organization, and that is a de facto granting of religious status by the only governmental agency that has any authority to do that in the United States. So. What needs to happen is the IRS needs to revisit the mm -hmm. exemption of Scientology organizations and undo it. Because yeah. as you probably saw in the aftermath, there is no question that the reason that Scientology was granted tax-exempt status in the face of a United States Supreme Court decision that says they are not tax-exempt is the fair game of the IRS, that Scientology effectively intimidated the IRS into granting tax-exempt status. So they should be ashamed of themselves and should be revisiting that, and there needs to be enough pressure brought mm. on the IRS to do so, and that will start that process of undermining and yanking the rug out from under this this defense that is used to shield everything that they do. Right. Well, I, I really hope that day happens soon. And yes, so do I, we. I, I, <laughs> if you. there's anything I can do to help, I don't know if I can. Well, no, listen, care, sir, but... you, you, you guys are an example of what mm -hmm. people can do who were involved, got out, and we have people, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where people have written you who were not involved in a cult, who were not involved in Nexium, who said to you, 
or Mark or Bonnie or Catherine, uh, your husband, you know, to thank you, you gave me the strength to leave an abusive relationship or thank you, yes. you gave me the strength to do something about my life because yep. through your stories, through your strength, they saw you were a group of people with, you, you didn't have lawyers uh, at your discretion, high paid lawyer. It was just you guys saying, we have to do something about it. We have to get out. You started sharing information with each other and with each other, you gained the strength to do something about it. And you put a criminal in prison and no other women and no other men are going to be victims of this organization because of your strength and your continued strength, even when you don't feel strong. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I might might need to call you every now and then for that pep talk. Listen. (laughs) It's it hard. (laughs) I know. Yes, Sarah. But it makes it worth it. You're right. Like when those moments, like one person saying, or even better, recently someone wrote me, I was in a workshop. I just started it and I had a funny feeling. And then I started watching The Vow and I realized this group was a cult and I got out. Right. But thank you, you know, for yes. saving me from yes. that. Yes. Like, oh, thank God, it's so worth it. it. Makes It's all worth it in the end is, of course, is it's just up and down and it's, it's a drain. And I'm, you know, finding the balance between being a good mom and, yes, you know, yeah, and it's calls hard. It a savior complex, but I'm okay with that right now. No, it's yeah. the, I, it's, it's the, <laughs> look, it's the, the right thing, thing to do. Sarah, right? it's the yeah. thing. Yes, it's the thing inside of you mm-hmm. that you wanted to make the world a better place. You wanted to change somebody's life for the better. That mm-hmm. that has never left you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the that's what got you in, but that's what also got you out. And mm-hmm. you're still that person. You are mm-hmm. that person. He didn't make you that person. It's not about being a savior mm-hmm. or having a godplex. You're a good fucking person, and you mm-hmm. give a shit about people. I don't give a fuck what your problem is. Like I will, I was in a store once and a girl was crying because the fucking, the seamstress who was sewing her wedding dress was keeping her dress hostage. And she was calling her mother who was in Texas who couldn't help her. And I overheard it. And I was like, who's this fucking bitch? I'm getting your fucking wedding dress. I'll be your fucking mother. I'm going, I'm going, let's go. Like I, but I've always been that person. Yeah. So it doesn't matter to me what the gripe is. Like, I want to be the person who somebody says thank you to, you know, like I want to be the person who helps somebody get through their fucking day just because that makes me feel good. Or that makes me feel like I've done something worth doing in a day. Like I just don't feel right if I'm not helping. But mm-hmm. at a, at the same time, we have to find that place like where we go, we've done enough for today. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Watch watch your reality show, Sarah. Like just take let your minds get into a fucking housewives or something. Like get I'm into doing, some Shit's Creek was my was my Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Get into yeah, mine too. Glass of wine, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we gotta get in it. You gotta like totally. allow yourself to to like you've done something good today in that you you know, made your sons happy. You've done mm-hmm. something good today that you took care of Sarah. You know, like mm-hmm. the, these have to, we also need those people in our lives to say, just stop. Okay. Yeah. Give yourself time 
but also mm-hmm. understand that that's a part of you. Like I've had mm-hmm. to tell my husband, please, if I need to stay up till four in the morning with a friend, like I need that space. Like I need mm-hmm. you to just allow me Like that's what I have to do. And I'm sacrificing a lot tonight. Like I'm not being the best wife. I'm not being the best mother, but that's what, that's my friend thing that I have mm-hmm. to do for me. Like I have to be a friend. I have to do something that fulfills my soul too, that that does fulfill me. And mm-hmm. for some, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But for me, it does. For you, it does. So I feel like we I, might be listen. the same person a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> we would have been trouble in cults together. Yeah. yeah. You're, but you were, you're like your book, like you're a troublemaker. I realize yeah. this about myself. I'm much more obedient on the outside. I'm not a troublemaker. But internally, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like I, I, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do a penance. And I'm like, did my penance? Yeah. Fuck you. Right. Like, like, I, like I didn't do a lot of stuff yes. that I was supposed to do. I was in Vancouver. Nobody was really checking up on me. Right. So right. I was like an inner troublemaker. So right. Was, you were yeah. like the. You were like really a good girl. I was a good, I was, I, everybody thought I was a good girl. I think it was so surprising when I left and I caught so much shit. They're like, what? Yeah, that's the what? fighter. From Sarah? There's the fighter. Yeah, there's the yeah. fighter in you. But. Listen, to, to you, to, to Nippy, to Mark, to Catherine, to Bonnie, like you are an inspiration to a lot of us, to, to a lot of people, including me and Mike. And, and uh, you know, if you haven't seen The Vow, please, I, I implore people to watch The Vow, to read Sarah's book, Scarred, the true story of how I escaped Nexium, the cult that bound my life. She has a podcast called a little bit culty. And what about the website for uh this the this movement? Do you have a website? Yep, it's igotout.org and we're okay. just launching and we're hoping that the hashtag I got out will take on a hashtag me too type of love love, you know, storm and that people will come out and share their stories from all different abusive contexts, but specifically cultic abusive well, relationships. Yeah. I love it and thank you mm-hmm. for the work that you've done that you will continue to do, Sarah, because I know that you will not stop Probably uh, not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to doing your podcast. <laughs> I, I can't wait. And I, I want to also end with the quick cheers to everybody's freedom. Please. Because yes, you know, we all got out. Salute. Yes. Salute. And to everybody out there who have gotten out of cults and abusive relationships and horrible, abusive uh, uh, jobs that, who, change, who just get up and say, I'm changing my situation. It takes a lot of strength to do that no matter what age please keep evolving please keep reading and and sarah i also want to mention some books to you oh uh, please do I, I think mike have we listed those on our website but yes specifically i was reading um uh the the search for man's meaning Last search for meaning thank you yes frankel yes. and that really does help when i'm talking to people who have gotten out of cults and they think you know, I've wasted my life. I wasted so much time. You know, when you when you read a book like that, it really does. You know, the to search for the meaning of your pain, um, mm. which is the work that you're doing, right? It gives purpose and meaning to your pain. It wasn't just for naught. You know, it without yeah. you, without Mark, without Bonnie, without like without Catherine, without without the path that you guys had to take and to go through that pain is now availing you to help others to avoid it. And turning, so there is lots of trauma. Purpose. Yes, turning trauma into purpose has been our exactly. motto. Exactly, yes. Also the betrayal bond, uh, waking oh, yes. the tiger, healing the trauma, 
Hardwiring mm-hmm. Happiness is a great book. Uh, so, I'll, and I'll give you the rest of the list, Sarah. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, Mike will they'll give you my. It's a, it's yeah. on the the um, the website for the blog fairgamepodcast.org.com. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for all that you've done. And we look forward to talking to you guys soon. Thank you so much for having me. That was the best. Thanks, Sarah. Nice to see you again.